Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, the Champions Classic is in the books. There are two okay games. Um, Duke lost, which is awesome, and there are other games too, so let's go. All right, John, we're getting to that point in the year, not in the basketball season, but just in the calendar year where uh, senioritis has taken over. People don't want to do their homework. It's getting darker out earlier. Uh, that that happens in November? It's not even the end of the first semester for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Jesus people God. doing their homework doesn't How happen. How dare people not like. do their homework? People don't. People don't like it. Are you one of those people? You know, my first reaction is, how dare, how do people not do their homework? Um, My second reaction is, yes, I did, but I understand why you're asking me. So I did do the homework you assigned me. I I didn't like it. Uh, I never like homework, but I I was able to get through it. Good. Yes. Good. Okay. Let me ask you this up. If based on the homework you gave me, and I'm type, and if I'm typing up notes in a Word document based on the notes you gave me, how much of a page or more than one pages should that fill up? I've never been about page length. I'm more about is the content quality. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah. Length doesn't matter. Let's just say that, say, for example, TCU met the criteria for one of, one of your things. Um, I just wrote TCU is my answer. Okay, so can you show your that... work? Can, can you explain out your work? <laughs> I also have a monitor up here with some TCU-related items. So combining that with this, you know, we have technology these days, Biggs. We should be able to use all of it. Great point. Great yeah. point. Yeah. All right, well, I've got a few things. Uh, first off, though, I'd like to start the show. Do you have any overreactions? Based on uh, we are now, we are now one full week into college hoop season. No, are we two full weeks into college hoop season? Almost two. It'd be tomorrow. We're almost two full weeks. Okay, after yeah. at the end of today, which is Sunday, uh, Jan- uh, November 20th, we'll be two full weeks in. Do you have another overreaction? I thought we were going to say this for the end of the show. Oh, you want to do it at the I'll, end? I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can come up with one on the top of my head. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you one. Okay. I'll give you one. The Big Ten has national title contenders now. Okay, that actually goes along with some of the items I wrote down on my cheat sheet here. So I've got, I've got some overreactions. T- tell me why. Big Ten has title contenders, which means the Big Ten is a is a validated conference now because there you go. all off season the talk about the Big Ten has been uh, nice conference, but no title contenders, so it sucks. And in the first two weeks of the season, we have Michigan State knocking off top five Kentucky and hanging tough against a uh, number one ranked Gonzaga. Which but are we sure Gonzaga's good? Are we sure Gonzaga's good now, though? That's that 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 we can we can unpack that later. Okay. Um, and then we also get Illinois handling UCLA in a Friday night tilt uh, out in Vegas. Yep. In the in the Continental Tire main event, which honestly, if we were doing feast week tournaments, that would be the best one. Uh, but we're a little late to the party on the feast week tournaments, so Continental Tire main event uh, we'll have to fly by the wayside a little bit, but. Illinois will also get the opportunity to play Virginia today, Sunday, uh, a loaded slate uh, that we'll probably not have a chance to preview because we're potting today. But that's okay. If Illinois gets that win. Also, um, your wife makes you go to church, so you you have a hard out, so we can't pot for two hours. Indeed. And it will, they also play at like 3 o'clock today. So. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, the Illinois, Vikings will playing. If Illinois wins – Throttle down on Big Ten, uh, Big Ten contenders all the way. So, can, can, that's, can that's I? That's what we needed. The Casuals need the Big Ten to have a banner carrying team that can win the potential, uh, get to the Final Four type of thing. And two of them have revealed themselves two weeks into the season. Can I? Uh, I'm I'm going to use that as a jumping off point. Um, I'll save my overreaction for later. I promise I'll come up with something during this. But okay. I'm going to say you're wrong. 
mostly for a good podcast, but also because I saw some stats here, Biggs. And one of your criteria that you gave me for stuff to talk about today is titled, quote unquote, not buying yet, mm-hmm. which I believe essentially means either, actually, no, it basically mean they are flying above the radar and we don't think that it's going to continue. Is that, a, is that a fair assessment of not buying yet? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to toss Illinois in there. And actually, more specifically, their leading scorer so far, TJ Shannon. He's averaging 20 po- 24 points per game through four games, 29 against UCLA. After averaging in the last three years before this, not anywhere from 9 through 12. Uh, his first three years is three-point percentage by year, 25, 35, 38. Do you want to know what it, what it is this year? Oh, boy. It's probably starting with like a six, isn't it? 53%. 53%. He, he went per- off on Friday. His field goal percentage so far, like the three years prior, 47, 44, 45. This year, 57. 57%. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. In addition to that, Dane Danger, who, by the way, the he, I'd call him a poor man's Kofi Coburn because he is also very massive. Not quite so as good. massive. Not quite as massive as Kofi was, but oh my god, he's huge. Minnesota kid, he, we have to like him. You you do. I don't. Uh sixteen I, I don't. and eight. He's averaging sixteen and eight. Do you want to know his field goal percentages? Probably about eighty. Eighty five. Eighty five percent. Yep. He's yes. doing work. And so I'm kind of <laughs> Yeah. I'm kind of pack- packaging those two things together um into this Illinois take where I'm just not buying them yet because I just don't think it's sustainable. Fair enough. What's Matthew Meyer's stats looking like so far? He he's uh he's on a different criteria for me. Should I just say what it is? He's bad. He's a, he's a concern. Okay. And it actually so like think about after two years ago like he was a breakout candidate going into last year for Baylor. He was. Um, he averages nine point eight points per game last year on forty percent shooting, thirty two percent for the three. And it's like okay, and that's over. A full season, so you can't even say small sample size. But okay, maybe we'll give him another year. Maybe a change of senior will help, right? Through four games this year, six point five points per game on thirty three percent shooting from the field, twenty seven point eight percent from the three point line. He's not doing well either. Yeah, it could it, he could just be one of those guys who's just not a great scorer? Could be. He does a lot of other useful stuff, but yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe the offense just won't come around for Matthew Meyer all that much, or maybe this is just what he is at this point. And he's a fifth year senior, so uh, if the breakout were coming, you'd think it would have came by now. You you bring up some good stats there, no doubt. I think there's there's potential there that that those stats are going to regress. Um, regress to the mean. Regress to the mean. Yeah, you know, you know you'd always say, Biggs, water find finds its level. Yeah, and, and I would assume it. I'm assuming it will, but I, I think Dane Danger was a guy who who came in with some serious pedigree. I mean, he he was at Baylor, and was a top 100 recruit. He should have been a very good player, um, for for certain circumstances. He just never really got on the court at Baylor. He he's always had this kind of ability. I don't know double double, but like he 85 percent shooting ability. He can be a double double type of guy off the bench. I think potentially, yeah. And Shannon, no, he's not going to average 25 a game, but um, all Big Ten caliber, right? I mean, we, we saw it. I mean, last year he would have been, I think the numbers would have looked a lot different had he not been dealing with a, with an ankle injury all season. So you're right. They're going to, they're probably going to come down a little bit, but in a, in a year here where there doesn't seem to be a very clear best team, why can't Illinois? They've been awfully impressive. Yeah, they have, and you know they started off obviously three and zero against you know not worthy teams. Um, they finally get their first test um, this past Friday against UCLA, and they um, responded adequately. Which there's two games that night. Was that the one where they're actually down at half? Yeah, they're down nine at half and just outscored UCLA fifty one to thirty three in the second half. That's just incredible. Yeah, they turned on the burners. They started playing with a little more tempo, and <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. They they look good. Um, I got another overreaction for you. Oh, boy. A twofer? Yeah, I've got another overreaction. This is based on my, my previous pod where I said I'm done with Ken Palm. Maybe Ken Palm was right. Maybe Should I beg for forgiveness from Ken Palm? Yes. You should Texas, be happy on that Twitter one. machine. 
Yeah. Kentucky They're, ranked number two. Houston three. Virginia four. All four of those teams look pretty good to start the year. Maybe I should beg for forgiveness. I think maybe Ken Palm was onto something. I think from now on, all my opinions will be Ken Palm based. CBS Sports is calling you and asking if you want to work for them. Perfect. Yeah. I'm ready. You'd be along with Parrish and Norlander. They're going to have to put a third face on that YouTube feed. I need to out Ken Palm. Ken Palm. Yeah. However, you're going to need a higher resolution uh, webcam if they're going to allow you on their show. I don't know if they want that. You're just all pixelated here. You're basically a square. That's ideal. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually probably about right. <laughs> all right. Do you have like anything from like the homework you gave me? I'm going to ask you, since you gave me homework, I'm going to ask you if you have anything from the homework you gave me. Did you do your own homework? I did a lot of homework. Yeah. Okay. I've got a handful of games here that I would like to start with. Rather than recapping just individual games, um, nobody wants to talk about just individual games. I most certainly don't want to talk about individual games from the Champions Classic for for five minutes at a time because I hate the Champions Classic. But I've got a few things. First off, let's start with not buying it dot, 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 yet. It's kind of one of those uh, I can't be with you right now kind of things. Um, On how I make your mother. Yep, teams who have two teams who have gotten off to hot starts that uh, that we're not all the way in on yet. Okay, I'm going to start James, with James Madison. You start with James Madison. Yeah, tell me why. Uh, I just saw they won by like 85, and I'm not buying that. <laughs> I don't think that's sustainable, Biggs. You don't think they're going to continue to win by 85 points this no, year? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, you're a hater. <laughs> I'll let you go. Okay, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with uh, Purdue's freshman guards. I figured this one would make you happy. Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer. They've been really really good to start the year. Both guys were were decently. I think they were like three slash four star recruit dudes. So they weren't like you know nobodies. Purdue's not gonna recruit you know zero star guys. Uh, but they've both been very very good. Purdue looks really solid. Another Big Ten team that uh, has probably. I don't know if they've overachieved, but they've they've like achieved at the level that you expect Purdue to. But I think their two guards have been um, that was the question mark, right? It's, it's Zach Eady. Everybody knows about Zach Eady. Uh, the front court is going to be really good with Mason Gillis and Caleb First plus Eady. Uh, you know, you have David Jenkins coming in as a transfer. But the question was, are those are those guards going to be able to hold up and do anything because they lost Jaden Ivy? And so far, they've been really good. Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer have both been. Awesome. I'm not buying it yet. I think the regression will eventually come. Big Ten play will hit them hard. Uh, they'll hit that freshman wall. And I think Purdue is going to have to – I don't know if Purdue is going to keep on – I don't know if they're going to be bad this year. I, th- I still think Purdue will be good. But I think it will be much uglier if they're going to continue winning. Here's a question for you. So looking at their sort of season-long box score here, they're, and I'm just going down the column of points here. They used to go 20.7, 10.7, 10.3, 9.3, 7.5, 4.7, 4.7. So definitely a big gap there. At year end, what do you think their average points per game will be for their second leading scorer? Because um. those two guys you mentioned are second and third there. So I'm wondering... Yeah. If they do regress, are they going only going to have one double digit points per game person? Maybe. I mean, it could be. I could see David Jenkins jumping up and being like a 10 and a half point a game guy. Um, I could see Caleb First being like a a yeah, 10 point a game guy maybe. Looks like he's looks like he's not up to the best start scoring wise or Mason Gillis 4.7 and 2.3 from the two. Yeah, neither one of them are scoring. Like you have to think that those increase as of the course. guards probably decrease. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I think Ed will probably be like a seventeen points, if I'm just guessing. You know, sixteen to eighteen. <clears throat> yep. Um, I don't know. I would say I would say the second leading scorer is probably in like that ten to eleven range. Okay. Maybe. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, let's see what. I've got – I already went through my not buying yet. I only had one of those. I think you said two or two to three. So I only had one. Um, so maybe I didn't do my full work, full homework in a Half credit. Okay. 
That's fair. But only for that section. I can still get the credit from the other sections. Okay. Okay. This will uh, be on the test. Okay. I could do it not selling it. I'm not posting my notes online. Okay. No no cheat codes for me for the Put your phone in the phone caddy. <laughs> you do. I bet you have that. I do. I don't I don't use it as much as I should though. I keep telling myself I need to and to be honest, the phones haven't been as big of an issue this year for me as they have in the past. So, yeah. Um, but I'd still like to. I just need to work on being a bigger dick to kids. You know. I picture you standing up in the front of the class, class with a ruler, and like smacking your hand with it, like, you know, like don't do stupid shit. I should. Yeah. Just very threatening, and it's like a, uh, it's they like the, will. it's actually not a ruler; it's a yardstick, and it's the wood one, so it really hurts if you smack them with Ooh, it. You gotta poke yeah. holes in it, so then it's more aerodynamic too. That, You've Pro thought tip. about this. You've thought Pro about tip. this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's um, <laughs> I can do a not selling yet, Biggs. Give me a not selling. Who are you not selling yet? I'm not selling yet. The Frolanteers. I am for football. That was awful last night. Doesn't that feel great though? Yeah. I don't like I don't like football teams that don't actually play real football. You give up 63 points, you're not a real football team. I'm sorry. True. Also, if you give up 63 points of basketball, okay, maybe you're fine then. Um, but if you give up 78 to Colorado and you lose by 12, um, then there might be a little concern there, Biggs. You get run so, by Colorado. That's not great. Yeah. we uh, And so um, we could also put that on a concern thing because that is another one of the criteria here. But I'm going to put them on not selling yet because I still think they will be very, very good this year. Um no, just looking at the roster here, like I'm seeing like guys like Tyree Keys, Sakai Ziegler, uh, Santiago Viscovi, Julian Phillips, all averaging between like 27 and 37 percent from the field, and I think those are going to improve. And so I think this is another situation where we talk about like with Illinois, we think um, there's going to be a little water finding its level and regression with me, and I think that uh, Tennessee is going to have the opposite effect here, where they're going to rise up and be better. So I'm not selling them yet. I have Tennessee on my not selling it yet list as well. Okay. We I, think do think, I think the offense, they're just going to be susceptible to the offense going in the tank sometimes. And I think that kind of happened against Colorado a little bit where weren't they, they were like six of like 35 from two. It was, it was something absurdly bad. That's not good. No. And, and it's just like, that's just not even, I mean, the oven's going to be bad, but like, that's another level of bad, and I just don't think that's going to happen very much. Vescovy has been has been weirdly not good to start the year. Everyone kind of had him as like a like a dark horse, all America type of type of guy, and he's been he's been really slow out of the gate. He, he I don't remember. Maybe I'm just manifesting this off of out of nothing. I feel like he was kind of a streaky, slow starter last year too, and then once he got into the rhythm. Like in SEC play, I thought he was his play picked up. I, I could be wrong on that, though. But um, Ziegler's also been start, uh, slow to start the year, although they had him coming off the bench in their most recent game. So I'm curious to see if maybe – I think they just need to work on I, – I think there's some rotation things that they've just got to kind of round out still. Some of their freshmen they're trying to integrate into the rotation a little more. And and, and, and I don't know, has Julian Phillips done a whole lot? Because I feel like when I watched the play against Colorado, I didn't even realize he was on the floor. You know, they have they have uh, some things that they've got 20, around 20, twenty two minutes per game. Okay, so he's 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 playing. He's he, yeah. And you, you got to think maybe he'll get a little better as the year goes along here. So I'm with you on on Tennessee. I think they're going to be really really good defensively. I think the offense will eventually. The pieces are all there for them to be yeah. a pretty good offensive group. So I'm not selling it. Dot dot dot. Yet, yet. either. Okay. So who are you not selling? No. I, I took your. Let's go this way. I took yours. Who who else are you not selling? Dot yeah, dot dot. I, I got a couple teams that yes. I'm not willing to sell yet. Dot dot dot. Yep. The first one is the Horn Frauds. I mean frogs. Uh, they're they're a concern for me, Biggs. Yeah, so uh, me too. I'll, I'll, I'll let you make your case, and then I'll make mine. Okay. Let me let me put it this way. When I say not selling, it doesn't mean that I'm not concerned. It just means that I'm not like. I'm not panicking. I'm not, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's not even that I'm panicking. It's not that I'm abandoning shit. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, but I'm not, I'm not selling the Texas Christian horn frogs yet. 
in part because one of their key starters has been has been out, Damian Ba. He hasn't played yet this year due to an NCAA suspension. He's out, I think, Those the first assholes. six games. He's out the first six games, I think, and so he's got maybe another game or two left. Um, and then Mike Miles also got dinged up in one of their more recent games where he, he didn't even play, and I think they won the game he didn't play, but I think maybe the game that he got dinged up they lost, if, if I'm remembering right. That sounds right because it fits the, the, the narrative that I'm trying to spin, so let's go with it. Um, you know, that's that's your two stud guards. They haven't been great to start the year. And I wonder if I, I, I wonder if this is gonna happen with TCU now. I could see them starting the year ranked in the top fifteen. They take a couple losses, they look rough, right? They're gonna drop out of the rankings. I wouldn't be surprised now if that's just the way TCU needs to operate, is like we need to not be ranked, we need eyes not to be on us, we need to just kind of go about our business. And it's like we need we need to we need to get the underdog rollback. And they weren't going to be the underdog if they were ranked in the top 15. Take a couple losses. Now maybe that can that can reframe everybody's uh, way of thinking and going about things. And now we're the lunch pail work hard team again. Maybe I, I'm playing into the psychology a little bit. Um, but I could see that being the case. I could also just as easily see them fading into oblivion and just being that team that every year there's a team like this that's supposed to be good and then just isn't for reasons you can't really explain. Um but I have a feeling maybe they're they're the team that's just gonna they're gonna go back to under the radar after like they had their little moment in the offseason where everyone's like, ooh, TCU. And then they failed the the initial test, and now we just we don't want to hear about them again. But they're actually pretty good and we just don't even think about it. Okay. And I forgot to do this at the start of the show, Biggs. Um I do wanna iterate, not reiterate, iterate. I believe that's a word that um, this is not the same as trending up and trending down. I want our fans out there to know for any of them that are like, oh, I thought you weren't going to start trending up and, t- and trending down to like conference play season. Um, this is entirely different, Biggs. So shut up, fans, but also keep listening. This is this is an elite – that's like an elite uh, kind of podcast, radio host um, thing that you just did there, John. You just created a straw man argument. You created haters out of nothing, and then you responded to those haters slash straw man argument. You created problems that don't exist and responded to them. That is something that that is impressive. I, the, I know they're out there, big. Professionals do. I know they're out there. I, there's definitely haters because def, there's definitely been people who are like, "Oh, here's a new college basketball podcast. I'm gonna click play in five seconds." In, I hate them. Those people are me. haters. Color me impressed. I just yeah. I, I love the ability to come up with straw man arguments out of nowhere and then refute those arguments even if they're not there. Just call me Skip. That's or Colin. Well done. No, Colin yeah. sucks. So does yeah. Skip, but that's okay. Okay. Or Shannon. You're better than both those guys. Yeah. Here, let me ask you this. Not buying it. Let's go across the sport here. Uh, are you buying or not buying the Vikings run so far? Absolutely, I'm buying. Okay. What's there not to buy about it? They've done I don't know. They have. Will it it continue? No. I mean, they're not going to go 16 and 1. That doesn't mean I'm not buying it, though. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So, you know the song we always listen to during Vikings games and we go crazy about? Yeah. Let's go crazy. Um, Me and the fiance had an argument about whether. That's a uh, on the on the playlist or do not playlist for the wedding. How how is there an argument about this? I know, right? But where where I was eventually able to get to this is my salesman pitch. Um, if they win the Super Bowl this year, it goes on the playlist. That boy, all right. That's not a very yeah. great. Uh, that's not a good <laughs> negotiating template. You. you didn't really leave yourself much margin for error, but. Okay, let's hope they win the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm leaving it up to faith is what I'm doing. Like, if they Gotta win, obviously, we, we have to play it. No, not yeah. faith. Not faith. Faith. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 That makes yeah. more sense. But yeah, you've got to have exactly. faith as well. That's, Thank that's you, George well. Michael. Yes. Let me ask you this, Biggs. Is Gonzaga on your list anywhere? They're in one of my other categories. Right, I'll, I'll just go for it. Okay, I've got – well, I've got more impressive slash bigger concerns. Yeah, these are ones that, that I'm gonna that that, that that I was gonna get to in a little bit. I don't have a I don't have them as a buying it or selling it though. No. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm nothing in Gonzaga at this point. 
You're nothing. They're nothing is what you're saying. I'm not I'm not really Biggs worried. Biggs has written off class, but Saga is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you want to go with a oppressive or concern? I'll give you I'll give you two teams. You tell me which one uh, is more impressive. Okay. Michigan State or Virginia? Where did Virginia beat Friday again? They beat, they beat Baylor. Baylor handled Baylor. They did. Michigan State in the first week of the year has had Gonzaga on the ropes. They beat Kentucky in double overtime, and they beat Villanova in the span of a week. Virginia, the, the Nova one, I don't really get too high on just because I know that Virginia doesn't have interest. doesn't have as many good wins, but they handled Baylor in, yep. a, in a, an impressive fashion. Which team is more impressive to you so far to start the year? I'd say Michigan State just because it's a bigger sample as far as like good teams. Um, Virginia does this, and I, I, honestly, Virginia does this both ways to where. Um, they win games like that again, like they did against Bay- Baylor, where they just handle them because they. It's kind of like a um, what's the term? Quicksand thing. Like Baylor kind of just falls into like quicksand, and like they can't get out, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yep. Um, but on the flip side, Virginia also has a games where, like, if a team c- can build up their confidence by hitting a couple shots, and then it it, it just continue to build on it. So like, Virginia has these games where they win by twenty or lose by twenty. Um, in addition to their grinded out games. I kind of think it's just a byproduct of that. So I'd say Michigan State is the more impressive one so far. Okay. So would you would you almost it almost sounds like you're you're borderline willing to put Virginia into your not buying it dot 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 yet. Although you were high on Virginia. No, I'm yeah, absolutely. I'm not buying them being twenty six points better than Baylor. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not even okay. saying that not buying it yet. I'm saying I'm not buying that. <laughs> okay. You you don't think they're you don't think if they play Baylor again they would win by a ton. No, I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. I think Virginia impressed me. I tell you that. I I, yeah. I came in with a with a really inflated idea of how good I think Baylor is, and, and really to be honest with you, I didn't come away with from that game. I still think they're very very good. You can't just same one game. Yeah, I, I didn't come away thinking any less of Baylor. I still think if I had to pick a national championship, if the tournament were to start today, which would be super weird because it's not March, um, it's only November. That's right. If four months from now, if like the tournament just started right now. I, th- I still think I might pick Baylor to win the whole thing, or at least get to the Final Four. But I came away really impressed by Virginia in terms of – I guess let me put it this way. Which group of guards do you like better, the Virginia guards or the Baylor guards? Baylor. I think I do too, but those Virginia guards really impressed me. I, I, I don't yeah. love Kihei Clark, but I think he's he's like a rock-solid just – he's a good defender. I forgot how good of a defender he is. Like he's a really good defender despite being really little. And yep. he controls the pace really well. Reese Beekman, another guy who's just like a pain in the ass to go and try to score against. He's fired shut up. Shut up, right? d- shut up, dog. I know. It's like why though? And, and when I said what I what now? Armand Franklin, another example of Big Ten success. Yeah, I mean they just they have three good guards who can really defend, and like they're all pretty switchable. Like they can all take on multiple matchups. I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe like the Baylor matchup is just like, that's a good matchup for Virginia. I I don't really know that it seems like that's just a regular basketball team, but I like Virginia's guards. I came away more impressed by them than I thought I would be. So yeah, that's fair. Cool. Yeah. But I think Michigan state, I I think you're not wrong in that regard that they've gotten more wins. They've they've, and they're going to play more. Their non-conference schedule is insane. Another massive person I have from earlier this week uh, is Madi Sissoko. He's a horse. Also, just a great name, Sissoko. It just rolls off the tongue. I do like that. But, like yeah, you that look at the name and you're like, oh, there's no way that rolls off the tongue. But then you hear an announcer pronounce it properly, and it's like, oh, it does roll off the tongue. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. All right, but I gotta but concern Michigan State. The two are not their two guards. Two of their three guards are off to slow starts here, with Hogard and Akins, your boy Akins, who you predicted for a breakout season. Yeah. Um, not shooting very well. Not no, awful. They're not, still, not, they're still not like twenty percent, but like thirty-five percent for both. So hopefully that increases for them. For uh, and it will have to for Michigan State to reach their ceiling. But uh, Hoggard is averaging like seven assists a game, though, which I think is more his game than than scoring. He's not going to be as much of a scorer, but no. 
Yeah, I, I agree. But I do like those Michigan State guards, and they've played yep. well. Minus the minus the shot the shooting percentages. I think all those guys defend and they can facilitate, and it's so much about all these big guys. The teams with good guards, I I, I, f- I find myself kind of gravitating towards here early in the year. Ooh, also, um, I'm just gonna repeat some of the stuff you said because I do have Michigan State as one of my impressive ones. I've been impressed by them because yeah, absolutely. You know, and you said earlier they've beaten Villanova, they've beaten Kentucky, and they were had Gonzaga on the ropes. Now the Gonzaga Great one, time. like we'll see, because especially after Gonzaga just getting pummeled by Texas on Friday night, we'll see how good Gonzaga really is, and see how impressive of a game that was for Michigan State. Um, but nevertheless, I've been impressed by them. Great point. Perfect. More impressive, Texas or Kansas? Texas blows out Gonzaga. Texas, Texas, number one Kansas in the Ken Palm. You're a Ken Palm guy now, Biggs. They're That's number true. one. I have to, I have to say Texas as well I, I, because Ken Palm says they're best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me just pull up their efficiencies. Number one defensive, number eight offensive. And I know I got to pull up the stats here. Um, Tyrese Hunter has been a great addition so far from uh, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa State. Um, eighteen points per game, five rebounds, two assists, sixty percent from the field, Biggs, for a guard. Dare I say I'm impressed? Yeah, after shooting like thirty-seven percent last year, that's a it's a yeah. pretty good jump. Yeah. Um. And then, what? I've never seen this name. Did we even talk about this guy in the preview? Sir Jabari Rice. Yeah, he's a New Mexico State transfer guard. He's solid. He's a bench guy. I don't remember even talking about him. You, you probably didn't. 12. I probably mentioned him. Okay. 12 points per game on 50% shooting. So if they can get a bench guy doing that over the season, which fair warning, they, it probably isn't sustainable, at least those numbers. Um, but if they can have that, then ugh, final four. Yeah. I think, I think even more than, more than like the sticker numbers here on, on some of those guys in terms of their points, I think Dassault, Dylan Dassault, the Vanderbilt transfer who um, really just never did much last year for them. He started the year with an injury and, I don't know if he just never was able to really crack the rotation or if he didn't pick up Chris Beard's system, you know, things like that. But he was just not an impact guy for them really last year. He looked really good uh, in that win over Gonzaga. Like he looks big and physical and he's really tough defensively. I don't really care how many points a game he's going to average because they got plenty of guys that want to do a lot of shooting. So I don't know what his points a game is going to look like. Same with Bishop, the, the Creighton transfer big. Both those guys are back, but like, I was impressed by Dassault. I think if he can give them like an athletic presence up front, they could really be a problem. Yeah. And I think about some of Chris Beard's teams, like when he was at Texas Tech, when they were really good, did they have like a big horse type of center? Because uh, I, I don't, I don't remember one. I mean, they might've, but I just, I just don't remember them having like a big Haas type of center type. I remember them having just like big rangy athletic guards and big rangy athletic wings up front rather than like a like a five that you'd put in your center spot on 2K. You know what I mean? Like they look a lot more, you know, quote unquote switchable. And and Dassault yeah. looks like that type of dude. So here's a question. Um was Timmy Allen their leading scorer a year ago? He might have been. And he, he did was. nothing against Gonzaga and they still He's won by twenty. One, two, three, four, five. He's sixth in points per game for them so far this year. Yeah. <laughs> So a little surprising there. I'd imagine that gets up. He's only averaging thirteen or not thirteen, thirty-eight uh, percent from the field. So I imagine that number gets up in there in the double figures, um, probably by conference play. But no, yeah, just something to might. keep an eye but on. But they've got, so. but they've also got nine guys. Like their rotation, right. they're deep. They've got guys who can yep. score. I mean, Carr and Carr and Hunter in the backcourt is, you know, if Tyrese Hunter plays like he does, which I know I heard on another podcast, <laughs> like if he if shooting wasn't an issue, he wouldn't be at Texas. He'd be in the league. Um, if he shoots like this, he's going to be in Texas for one season. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he's a, he's a top notch defender. He's an excellent slasher, you know, him and him and Carr in the backcourt. If those two guys actually shoot, which <laughs> been waiting for four years for Marcus Carr to shoot consistently. But if, if those two guys play, like they played against Gonzaga, oh my gosh, like tech bring hit the throttle down on the, the state of Texas is getting multiple teams in the final four and the final it, four it, is in Texas. Insert the Sam Ellinger video of "We're Back." I don't know who that is. Sam Ellinger, is that is that somebody? 
I think you're messing with me right now. Is that like an actor? He was their quarterback. He he he's the guy who like after like a Rose Bowl victory, and he's like c- collecting the trophy. It's like a few years ago, and he goes, he hops on the mic. He goes, long, he goes, Longhorn Nation, we're back. <laughs> you haven't seen this? No, that's funny though, because they're because like they're, whenever they're, whenever they're like unequivocally not back. Yeah, exactly. Because like when people will do that, and like say if they like get blown up by Oklahoma. They'll show that video and then just show a bunch of highlights from being blown out by Oklahoma. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. All is right, he... I got one more more impressive for you, and this is a, this is more of a deep cut, so get ready. Okay. Charleston or Temple? This College of Charleston? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Are they actually still – are they sustaining? Because I know I was able to watch them once. They were uh... – I went to the North Carolina on the ropes, but they led most of the game, I believe. One team in college basketball this season has four wins over tournament teams from last season. How many games have they played? They have played five games. They All five, five of their games? games so far this year have come against teams that played in the national tournament last year. The Carlson so be... College of Charleston. They are four and one. Blowout win over wow. Davidson. They handled Colorado State. They beat Richmond and they beat Chattanooga. All four teams were tournament teams last year. You're right. They had a close loss to UNC. Yep. They're 4-1. and one. Pat Kelsey, the head coach. I told you a couple uh, uh, a year ago, I don't think he's going to be at Charleston very long. I, I thought, honestly, he might have been the Xavier guy. They went with Sean Miller, which makes sense. But I would not be surprised if Pat Kelsey is not at Charleston super long. I don't want to talk about Charleston as if uh, they're, just a, they're just a way station for their coach. They look legit. Rain Smith, a sophomore guard, he's shooting like 45% from the three-point line. Ryan Ryan Larson, another Minnesota kid, so we have to be a fan. He was a three-year starter at Wofford. He transferred over. He's the point guard, really good at just controlling the tempo. Um, Charleston's got a squad. I think they're uh, they're probably – they've got to be considered the favorite, I would assume, in the um, – what conference are they in? Are they the Colonial? I don't even know. Uh, CA, yeah, Colonial. Colonial. There we go. Yep. So – I'm here for it. Or are you in on Temple? They beat Villanova and Rutgers in the span of a week. Two teams that I still think Villanova is going to be legit at some point. Um, but Temple's got three wins over them. I think they're tracking to be the third or fourth best team in the American. Oops. Give me one second while I pull up their respective spots on Ken Palm. Because, you know, we're Ken Palm. Yeah, Temple's ask what Ken nine, 90th in Ken Palm. Um, Charleston is 142nd. Now I know Charleston just cause, just from watching the stats when they played North Carolina, like they definitely seem like more of an offensive team than a defensive team. Um, what does Ken Palm tell you? Ken Palm says they are 202nd in defensive efficiency, yeah. 89th in offensive. Yes, because yeah, I'd right. love to know where they started. Have they moved up in Ken Palm's rankings? Uh, can you check that? I don't know. That that I don't know how to do. I'm I'm not a Ken Palm uh, expert. I suppose we. I think we. I think it goes by we or. I feel like it used to. I don't know anymore. It doesn't have the Torvik thing. So I think we can. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, up at the top. You can go by date. Is that right? Nice. No, I'm I'm into last. No, I'm into last season though. I don't know. Who cares? Um, but oh my, the concern there is. Uh, how sustainability or how sustainable is it if they keep just giving up a ton of points? Because that is the like if they were able to have a more respectable defensive game against North Carolina, they would they would be five and zero right now. Right. They like they dropped eighty six on North Carolina. But how many offenses are good as are as good as North Carolina though? More than you think. Gosh, they haven't been good this year. No, in theory though, I mean there aren't a lot of teams that are going to be able to pile up the points that North Carolina can. I mean they held right. Davidson, Colorado State, Richmond, and Chattanooga all all pretty good. Yep. Uh, you know I don't know if those teams are going to maybe this won't age very well. We're two weeks into the season, so maybe we'll look up in January and Colorado State sucks, Richmond sucks, and Chattanooga sucks, and Charleston sucks too, and those wins don't really mean anything. But yep. um, they held all those teams to pretty low scoring totals. I'm buying Charleston. I'm just gonna say now wherever they are. Come selection Sunday, I'm putting them through to the Sweet 16. Okay. Boom. Yep. There it is. Yep. yep. Charleston to the moon. Yep. Love it. It also just makes it feel better that North Carolina struggled with them, now knowing that how they've done against other teams. So I feel better now. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. Bigger concern, Michigan or Villanova? Michigan gets destroyed by Arizona State. 
Villanova's taking a couple losses now to Michigan State and Temple. Both were ranked in the top 20 to start the year. It's mostly Nova. in their respective leagues. It's mostly Nova because a lot of it because their injury stuff, which I think I heard the main guy is supposed to be back sometime soon, uh, but who knows how well he'll be. But I'll go more so Villanova because of their injury concerns. But if they come back, do you th- are you are you back in on Nova? Is it truly just based on? Is it purely just based on the the injury stuff? Yeah, yeah, partially. Partially. Okay, so you haven't really yeah. changed your tune in terms of where they can compete in their conference. Yeah. Okay. If they're fully healthy, they I'd put them ahead of Michigan. Okay, where do you expect Michigan to rank in there in terms of the Big Ten? Um, based off what I've seen so far, teams that I would put above Michigan. Um, Illinois, Michigan State. I, I honestly haven't even watched Indiana play yet, um, but I'd probably put them above. And then Wisconsin's like right there. So I'd put Michigan like fourth or fifth. And I'm sure I'm missing a team or two in there that you're going to say right now, but I'd say fourth or fifth. Yeah, I, I would, I'd probably put them in like the, I, I think I'm more concerned about Nova, but I am concerned about Michigan in terms of just through the, through the lens of, I thought they were going to be maybe the Big Ten favorite, and I think Illinois looked better. I think Michigan State's looked better. Indiana looked better. I'm, I'm a little worried about that, but I also kind of have to, we have to remind ourselves a little bit here that Michigan looked like this last year too. They looked like crap, and then they kind of, they ascended. So it's not really, it doesn't really matter how well you're playing in November as long as you don't lose too many games that just put you like just don't dagger your season. It's hard to dagger your season in November. Yep. Uh, we can talk about a team that potentially has daggered their season. Okay. I, I, I have my overreaction. I, I just thought of an overreaction for you. Ready for okay. this? You're in. When I get down this, you're gonna call me a ESPN media member just trying to drum up controversy. Um, I saw a tweet the other night. So remember last year, Juwan Howard punching the coach from Wisconsin after what was the deal again? Wisconsin. Was it Michigan was leading and they're trying to essentially dribble out the clock, or was it the other way around? Uh, I think it might have been the other way around. Okay. Well, so all that leads to a fight. And then just the other night, they're playing someone, um, one of my favorite teams, someone. And Michigan was up like 27, and they are trying to dribble out the clock. Or no, the, uh, the other team was up 27. Other team was Arizona up State, probably, the yeah. team that killed them. Yeah, so they're they're up twenty seven, trying attempting to dribble out the clock, which is John Howard's big, what what he gets pissed off about, and a Michigan guy steals it from him, um, and goes the other way for a layup. John Howard, not a good guy. That's my reaction. When was John Howard a good guy? I'm just putting a pin on it and bringing it out again for for uh, what's the word? For fodder, for fodder. Okay. Yeah. We just want to. We just want to have. You just want to have some commentary on Juwan Howard's personality. Not, not a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. Sounds good. You know, you know, Chris Weber will always be known as the guy who cost Michigan a championship back in the nineties. Um, I'm gonna say it was Juwan Howard's fault, actually. I'm here to say. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. He was the worst of their post players. You're not wrong. Yeah. Boom. Love it. All right. We're, we're Michigan. We hate John Howard. Get yes. him out of our face. Yeah. Hypocrite. Bigger concern, the Pac-12 or the SEC? Pac-12. Always Pac-12. Pac-12 got worked by the SWAC. That was something else. <laughs> I know. Who's the other team that lost? I know Oregon lost. Uh, I'm pretty much all of them have lost. They're all terrible. <laughs> I mean, UCLA failed the test. Oregon's been ho-hum. Washington, Colorado, Utah, Oregon State, they've all taken losses. Stanford failed both their early tests. Yep. Arizona the only team that looks lost. any good is Arizona. Yep. And we'll see about uh we'll see about them uh, this upcoming week. Yeah. Well UCLA just got worked. I I shouldn't say worked. I'm thinking of the other teams from that event. Um Oregon lost to whoever Oregon lost to. Uh UC Irvine, the Anteaters. Yeah, that's true. I guess you don't tangle with with anteaters. I I no. do have this on on Oregon. Oregon was one of my I'm not selling it yet teams. They're going to take okay. some losses, but I mean, of course they lost to UC Irvine. They're the anteaters. Yeah, you 
like think about how like answers are scary and then yeah. you put the word eaters on them yeah the thing that eats yeah. ants have you seen what those look like yeah they're freaky they've got like weird noses that like suck up the ants like a vacuum yeah i don't know it man is- the sec tennessee texas a&m a&m was supposed to be good a&m is looking terrible they lost to Murray State, and then they got destroyed by Colorado. South Carolina sucks. Vanderbilt sucks. Florida needed an uncharacteristically just monster second half to not lose to Florida State, who also really sucks. Yeah, Kentucky do. lost to Michigan State. Is Sheway actually going to be healthy? If he doesn't, they suck. Here's Severe Severe Wheeler's coming off the bench. Yeah, but he played a ton of minutes, so I, I'm okay. I don't know if that's actually like a thing or not. Okay. Is that just they're trying to get him six man of the year award? Like he's already had like yeah he's already, he's had an, enough other awards. Let's get him six man of the year now. That or he just maybe was like late to practice or something. So they're like, all right, you're not going to start tomorrow. Yeah, because I see he is uh, second on the team in minutes per game. Yeah, still, uh, Case and Wallace is first. So yeah. <laughs> uh, notably absent from the first and second minutes per game thing though is Oscar Shibway. That's kind of a big deal. Twenty four. Uh, let's see, 12.4. His numbers are still... 14 and 12? Um, yeah, what was... Is it a, a leg injury, something like that? Yeah, he had a knee scope. Okay. Which, a big man carrying around a hurt knee like that around the floor all night, not very good. Not great. All right, I got a couple, I got a couple really quick hitters that I want to get through before we get to our previews. Before our scrolling. Yep. Really quick... In or out? You just tell me if you're in or you're out. Maybe give me a sentence response. Matthew Myers' new haircut. I don't know if I've seen it. I got. Oh, John! Is the mullet gone? It's gone. He just has short hair now. I'm gonna say that was the source of his powers, and I I Google I Google image him, and I see a picture from like a 24/7 from when he's like a recruit. He just looks he like a buzz different. cut now. Like he he just looks like the definition of I'm out. I'm in college. I'm away from the parents. I'm just gonna be do my own thing now. Yep. You know how everyone yep. does that. Um, uh, new haircut. Hey, I've I'm got not, a I've not, got I'm a take here. I'm not. I'm not. I I can't. We gotta go comment. quicker. These are quick hitters, John. Oh my gosh! You know we should have a new segment. You know how people do quick hitters. Um, let's do uh, overly long questions. That's our new segment. I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got, an, I got another. I got another one. This is maybe just wait for me to 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 spell out the take, and then you tell me if you're in or you're out on it. Overly Kyle Neptune's suits will fast track Villanova's return to glory. Dot dot dot. After a brief trip through the wilderness. Yes. The man has suits. He wears suits. He's brought it back to Villanova. The Villanova sideline has drip again. I'm excited. Me too. Jay, Jay Wright is back in the form of Kyle Neptune suits. Yeah, he's a handsome man. Yeah. In or out, the new charge rule. What is the new charge rule? I don't even know. You haven't? They haven't talked about the new charge rule? No, the I, I, I've seen a lot of the flopping stuff. Like yeah, that's what, I guess that's what I meant. I meant okay, the new flop okay. rule. I'm sorry. I, I did that wrong. The new flop rule. I'm out. Out on it. Yep. I think it's okay. stupid. I, 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 I kind of think of it of the automatic ejection for targeting in college football. I think it's stupid. Asking refs to like make these decisions is just setting them up for failure because they're bad at their jobs already. Yep. A team full of Clarks would be pretty good. Kihei Clark. Jalen Clark. Clark. Is is he there? Did I hear that he is their leading scorer at this point in time? He might be. Jalen Clark. Sky Clark. Gary Clark at Tarleton. He averaged 18 points a game at Texas State. Caitlin Clark from Iowa. She's the best player in uh, women's college basketball. There Jack Clark at NC State, rotation big man. Steven Clark, big man from Citadel. You can put together a squad fully named of guys from Clark. Guys named Clark. Isn't there something where it's like, come on, Clark. Isn't that a thing? Is that a National Lampoon thing? It should be. Yeah, because that, oh, that'd be a fun team. I got two more quick hitter in or outs. UConn, if slash when they're fully healthy, is the favorite in the Big East. In or out? Are other teams also fully healthy? Yeah. Out. Okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Last one. Toledo is going to upset somebody as a 13-plus seed in March. They beat UAB. 
They had 112 points in their last game. They got three guys averaging 19 to 21 points a game. Ray J. Dennis is one of the best point guards, I think, in the entire country. Ray uh, J. Oh, Ray J. Making a comeback. Level. Ray J. Making a comeback. Yeah, he's averaging 21 points and eight assists. Is he the one that made the Kardashians famous? I don't know. I have no okay. idea what that even means. <laughs> She's the Ray J. Is the rapper that like the sex tape for of Kim Kardashian. Ray J. Oh. Was the dude she was with. Yes. Oh, made the Kardashians okay. famous. Okay. I feel like I, I feel like Gary Parish right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't follow any of that stuff, so I have no idea. They average 97 points a game, and they shoot almost 50% from the three-point line. Those numbers will inevitably come down, but um, Toledo, in or out? It depends on who they play. If they play Virginia, who can slow them down, out. If they play North Carolina, who's susceptible to teams drilling 33s on them, then in. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's uh let's bypass some of this other filler stuff and let's get to our beast week previews. All right, let's uh should we start with the PKI to see where we can get to after that? Let's look mm-hmm. at the brackets and go from there. Uh, I just t- typed in PKI and all it is, I see is public key infrastructure. Um, so that doesn't work. Well, let's start with Maui. Maui starts tomorrow. Okay. You bring up you bring up that bracket while I bring up these other brackets. I don't even remember what the bracket is, although I know this. The first day, the first round matchups, the the very first game of the day, Creighton plays Texas Tech. Great. Well, let me just pull it up. Valley Invitational Bracket. There we go. Um, I see. I'll just go down the list here. In order. From top to bottom. Texas Tech, Creighton. Great. How is that? They must be doing no seeding for this, because that would mean that would be the 1-8 matchup, and there's no way. Uh, Louisville, Arkansas, Ohio That's State. That's the 1-8 matchup. Yeah, Ohio State, San Diego State, and Cincinnati, Arizona. Maybe they're starting off with like the 4-5 matchup. Maybe that's why. I think so. That's got to be. Um, they don't really do that, but yeah, kind that of. Is, you could probably make that that is loaded, Biggs. Like, it is. If I were to guess, the, the game that I want to see that we probably won't see um. I don't know who's considered the second best team in this. I feel like they have Arkansas and like Arkansas, Creighton, and Texas Tech on the same side, and then on the other side they have Ohio State, San Diego State, Cincinnati, Arizona. Is Arizona considered the second best team? It has. To I was going to ask you, who do you think is the favorite? No one separated themselves this year. That's the thing. Is I don't think there is a favorite. This is just a wide open tournament. Um, who who do you think will win it then? Cincinnati. It's gonna be random. I'm gonna say it, it's gonna be a random team winning this tournament. It's gonna be like a Cincinnati or not Louisville. Cincinnati versus Texas Tech in the championship. That'd be something else. Yeah. I think Arizona has to be considered the favorite, though, right? I mean, I don't know. People like Arkansas, so I'm not I as know. high on Arkansas. Arkansas is a higher ceiling, lower floor than Arizona. Yeah, which which in the first month of the season, I think they're closer to the floor than the ceiling. Yep. I'm in, I got, I got, I've broken all these tournaments down into who's the favorite and who are some teams to watch. I mean, they're obviously all teams to watch, but who are you particularly more intrigued by than any of the other teams to get eyes on? I want to watch Cincy. I want to watch San Diego State and Creighton. I had Creighton and San Diego State both on my teams to watch that I'm, that I'm very excited to, to get eyes on. So I'm with tomorrow. you on this. Yeah, November 21st. Yeah, it starts tomorrow. First game is at like 1 o'clock. It's a good thing I'm working from home tomorrow. I, I, hope, I, hope, my, I hope my coworkers aren't listening to this. and Oh, you're just going to watch basketball? I'm so uh, fired up. Possibly. No comment, though. I would love to see an Arizona Creighton championship matchup. That would be, I think, really fun. Yeah. All right, let's look. Why can't I find both brackets for this one? All right, I got a PK eighty five. PK eighty five matchups. Actually, I don't really know all the matchups, but so, here's some well, of the. Let's go through the leg. They have like two turn, like two brackets. What the first one's called the legacy bracket. Um, so let's go through that one first. We have from top to bottom: Duke, Oregon State, Florida, Xavier, Purdue, West Virginia, Portland State, Gonzaga. Uh, all right. The matchup that we all want that we won't get is Duke versus Gonzaga. Clearly. Yep. So the second round matchup is probably going to be what Duke Xavier and Gonzaga against Purdue more than likely. And like, this is one where like the favorites against the non-favorites in that first round are, I feel like there's a significant gap. 
to where we might have all four favorites win their first round matchup. I think so too. And in looking at these two PK 85 fields, I think this one is more top heavy. Like the Duke yeah. and Zaga top is, is pretty darn good. Like both those teams are probably top five teams in the country. Top 10. Yep. The other PK 85 bracket, which we can talk about in a bit. I think it's, I think it's kind of like Maui. Like it is loaded one through one through eight. It is amazing. You know, like there, there's not really a, there's not really a bottom minus the, like the Portland state or whatever, but like, it's, it's like your typical Chaminade. But the PK-85 with, with Duke and Gonzaga isn't as, I don't know, it's not as good. I think Florida looking like crap early in the year here is part of part of what brings it down a little bit. I think that Florida Xavier first-round game could be a lot of fun, though. Yep, I agree. I agree. Let's see. Let's go to the other one here. So we have, I just had it up. Here we go. Um, from top to bottom, North Carolina, Portland, Iowa State, Villanova, Yukon, Oregon, Alabama, Michigan State. So, which the first top, round game there is the most intriguing to you? I love the defensive possibilities of Iowa State, Villanova. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh, so much defense. That could look um, like a football score. But I'd go Bama, Michigan State. I think that'll be a fun game. Yeah, I do too. I think yeah. uh, what's the, who's UConn play? Is it Oregon? Oregon, yep. Yeah. That, that'll be a good one too. I, yeah, I'd give a slight Boy. edge. I feel like the the two best games are on one side of the bracket there for sure. Those those two games, like I think those two, and then honestly the <laughs> the next game between the winners of those two. Oh. I think the winners coming out of that half. Yeah, it could. Except by the time like by the time you win your first round matchup and then your second round matchup from that half, you might feel a little uh, exhausted going into the championship game. I feel. Yeah, there might not be a lot left in the legs. That's yeah. that's true. So so we'll but, see. Three games in three days for anybody. There's not going to be a lot left in the legs. So, I think Um, the favorite in that in that half. I know everyone is saying UNC because they're the highest rated team. I. It's kind of a measuring stick tournament to see where they're actually at. Um, Yeah, for them, for for them to be two losses, for them to be worthy of actually being preseason number one and like not be just be based off of last year's tournament for them. Um, they have to win this. Who's their second round matchup probably going to be? I'm I'm just giving Iowa them the State, Vill- Iowa State, Villanova. So probably Villanova. Okay. Or Iowa State. I don't know. That's a game that scares me, just because North Carolina loses the game against the team that outtoughs them, and both yep. those teams have the have the tough DNA. Yep. So I wouldn't I wouldn't love that, but yeah, if yep. if they're serious about being really really good, they got to at least get to the championship. But like this I think if they play UConn or Bama or Michigan State, I think I'd pick Michigan State or Bama or UConn to beat them. But you got to get to the championship at least. I think you have to win it. To okay. be worthy of being the preseason number one, you have to win this tournament. You don't get to lose all year to be worthy of preseason. No, not tournament. that. Not that. <laughs> um, um, well, a lot of good matchups here. Um, starts huh. Thursday. I, I like how they do Thursday, Friday, Sunday. I like how they give a break, a day break in there. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess it, it is nice that they're not competing against college football on Saturday, given that maybe the that's why they did Saturday it. Slate will be monstrous. Yep. So, yep. I guess I'm here for it too. Yep. Any other big tournaments that we're missing? Yeah, the Battle for Atlantis. Oh, I gotta search that one. You got Kansas. You got Tennessee, Dayton, Wisconsin, USC, Butler, BYU. And there's somebody else who sucks, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, where's the bracket at? Give me a, a potential second-round matchup. I believe Kansas and Dayton could potentially see each other in the second round. That one could be a lot of fun. All right, after clicking through, like, five links on the official Battle for Atlantis website, I finally have come to their bracket. Nice. You ready? ready? Yes. Top, top to bottom. This is November 24th through 26th, which is Thanksgiving through Saturday. Love it. Uh, Michigan State, Loyola. Is this right? That's next year's. Okay. I was going to say, because Michigan State's in... Maui. Or uh, PK. PKI. Yeah, here we go. All right, from top to bottom. Kansas, NC State, Dayton, Wisconsin, USC, BYU. Um, Battle of acronyms right there. And then Tennessee, Butler. So, Tennessee, Kansas is obviously the game we want to see. That first round matchup though of Dayton Wisconsin I think could be uh if if you get to watch one game from that tournament on the very first day. Yep. I think that's a first round matchup that could be a lot of fun. Your A10 darling against uh Wisconsin. Yeah. The team that's always just okay. 
our kid. They're just always solid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, that's intriguing. Yeah. All right, any other tournaments we gotta get to? Uh, not that I know I, of. I mean, there's some small school ones that are impossible to all track. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go with that. All righty. Now I see we're at kind of, kind of close to our heart out. Um, anything you want to add to this? This is a meaty time this season with all these preseason tournaments. It's amazing. It is the. It's truly. Whoever came up with that bullshit Christmas song about the most wonderful time of the year, they they were probably thinking Feast Week, and somebody probably misinterpreted that, um, because this is truly the most wonderful time of the year. And everybody else who thinks otherwise can go to hell. Yeah. All righty. So we have a meaty week of basketball coming up here. Um, lots of games coming up, and we will recap them all next Sunday, I'm assuming. Are you going to be available next Sunday morning again? Probably. Okay, perfect. We'll be back to recap all these. We'll come up with some more uh, segments. Maybe we'll just do the same exact segments. And we'll have a lot of – like, this is a good measuring stick week with all these games. It's measurement stick week. Da, da, da. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. We'll be back next week. See you guys. All right. Bye.